Welcome to Spirit Connection with Doug Addison. Get ready to hear God, encounter the supernatural, and discover your destiny. Doug is a prophetic speaker, author, and coach whose message of love, hope, and having fun reaches people around the world. Connect with him online at DougAddison.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another Spirit Connection podcast. You know, I want to focus on helping you get aligned with what God has for you. That means that there are some things that you can do right now that can shift the spiritual atmosphere. And when these become a lifestyle, you then come into agreement with heaven. And that is fulfilling that prayer that Jesus prayed on earth as it is in heaven. Your life will change forever. So let's start out. God, we thank you for your goodness and how you're blessing people today in the midst of all the trials and tribulations we're going through. Lord, we ask that you would open the heavens now. Open things up like never before. I pray, Father, that you would cause things to come into a line and shift the spiritual atmosphere, no matter what our situation. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, did you know that your current life situation is a direct result of what you believe and the actions and decisions that you make based on those beliefs. So, you know, we can actually change really quickly by simply believing. Believing is the first start. Jesus said that if you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. A lot of people believe, but we don't see a lot of fulfillment of those prayers because there's a few other things that we need to do to develop it and get it into our life. Let's review a few things here. A life foundation. You can develop this foundation. Maybe you hear me talk about this. It's because I want you to get it into your spirit, and I want it to become a reality for you. We need to build our life on the powerful spiritual principle found in Matthew 6.33, but seek first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Now, notice this. If you read this in context, Jesus was talking about do not worry. And worry is a big thing because worry causes you to become in agreement with fear. Fear is not part of heaven. Remember, we want to align ourselves with heaven. So our life purpose, our destiny, what God has called you to do will become much more clear if you seek God on a daily basis, Matthew six thirty three, by doing things that will strengthen your foundation on a daily basis, will develop good lifestyle habits that God can build on. Now, your destiny is shaped what you do day to day, and it's not always that impressive. I still do the basics every day. What you do daily produces future results in your life. You're not always aware of it, and again, it's boring and unimpressive, but if you develop these things as a lifestyle, you will change radically. Maybe you've heard me talk about it, but here we go again. What you need to do is get this into your spirit. In other words, print it out, put it on your fridge if you have to, or your Bible, whichever you go to more. I just realized one day that there's a difference between our having a busy lifestyle and actually finding that time with God, which it doesn't have to be about quantity. It has to be about quality. You could do it on the run. You could do this on the fly. But the Lord revealed some things to me that once I put myself in alignment with these, oh boy, did my life change. The first one 
is the three loves that Jesus talked about. Matthew 22, 37 through 40. Jesus said, love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your might, and love your neighbor as yourself. There's three loves. We need to love God. We need to love other people. And we have to love ourselves. You can't give away what you don't have. All three are really important. And a big part of radically changing your life is to realize that God loves you. Seriously, there's so many people in the back of their mind, they think God is mad at them. Or I used to think this. I used to think that, you know, when I sinned, God wasn't happy with me and things like that. If you ask forgiveness, you're brought right back into a relationship with him. So you want to make sure that you get rid of, remember I talked about that? The belief system is what you believe. If you believe God loves you, it's going to change your life. So, you know, loving God might be easy for you, but then we also have to love other people. Wow, we sometimes see people as either scenery or machinery. Those are the the people that are walking around every day in your life or the ones that serve you. But what really matters is that each person is a living being and matters to God. We just have to be careful. This principle, by the way, applies uh, how you act behind the wheel of your car. Just kidding. Nope, not kidding. The third love is to love ourselves. Some people can love themselves, others can't. If you love yourself too much, that's pride. On the other side, if you don't love yourself enough, that's low self-esteem. So you need a balance with this, and we need to push in. Honestly, this is this is so powerful. It's what brought healing to me, and maybe you've heard my story. I actually got healed by stepping into perfect love, and I'll talk about that On some of my other podcasts, you just follow my messages, you're going to hear me talk about the perfect love. But right now, you want to get into alignment with the three loves. The other thing to change the spiritual atmosphere over you and to get into your destiny is what I call the three G's. These are not three friends. This is, oh, they could be friends, grace, gratitude, and generosity. Grace is when we cut people slack instead of cut them off. It's when we have patience, we're understanding with people. Have grace. Take a deep breath, a deep grace breath. Gratitude is not complaining, being thankful for everything, actually turning blessings from cursing. Jesus said, bless and curse not. Now, if we pay it forward on a regular basis, then it's going to shift your atmosphere. And the third G that will radically change your life is generosity. It's not just giving money. It's time, energy, your resources, your attention. Learning to listen is a big one. Boy, when I I figured this out, I actually read a book called Listening for Heaven's Sakes and learn how to listen because that's a big part of this process. So I often pay things forward and, and try to bless people. So you can tip big. You can give away things without expecting it back. But when it boils down to love, thankfulness, And giving freely, I tell you, that is what's going to radically shift the spiritual atmosphere over your life. And for some reason, we've stopped believing these things. But it's so important because Galatians 6, 7, what you sow, therefore you shall reap, will kick in. If you're sowing, complaining, and grumbling, not loving people, not having grace, not having gratitude, you will then reap a bad day i'm telling you if you sow this as a lifestyle that's what i do me and my team we sow this as a lifestyle and as we do this we see amazing things begin to open up so there's some things that you can do on a daily basis spend time preparing yourself each day ask god to speak to you 
specifically, who you can bless. Find time to read the Bible. These are going to align you with God's heart. Pray. You don't need to be formal. You could take a prayer walk or a drive. Uh, I would recommend just crying out to God in your own voice and uh, doing it on a regular basis. Quiet yourself and listen as God speaks to you. One day God said to me, here I am, a prophetic person, right? And I'm praying and praying. He says, if you would just be quiet, I'm trying to tell you the answers. And so I started including going out and listening on my prayer walks as well as crying out to God. You want to write down things. Begin to track how God speaks. And I'd encourage you as a way to shift the spiritual atmosphere. Begin to listen to positive, uplifting audios and music. Find ways to express yourself with creativity because God is a creative God and you were created by him. Connect with creation when you can. Connect with others. God is the creator and other people are the creation. So you'll need to balance things out. One thing to have less of is negative talk radio or all the negative stuff that's out on the internet right now. Don't get caught up in grumbling or complaining. Recognize when the people around you who are toxic for you and You don't want to cut off relationships, but you might want to get prayer or limit your time with those people and then begin to get around people that have the positive, uplifting messages or that could encourage you. Be sure not to get overwhelmed when these things happen to you. And you can sometimes get too busy doing good things and it keeps you away from doing the things that are good for you. So some steps to shift the spiritual atmosphere, step out or step away from the Grumblers Club. Yep, drop out. I burned my Grumblers Club membership card a long time ago. People tend to, you know, they're they're handling stress, they're blowing off steam, and they complain. But remember, Galatians 6-7, what you sow, you shall reap. So step away from that. Remember the grace, gratitude, generosity principles as well, and also the three loves. And begin to love God with all your heart. Love your neighbor. Love yourself. You will see the spiritual atmosphere shift radically. You know, I have a special guest on the podcast, and when we come back, you're going to be so excited. I'm excited because this person has even written a book and has a ministry on how to shift the spiritual atmosphere. Have you ever dreamt that you're flying or falling, running or being chased? Maybe you've had a dream you're naked in public, or having a baby, or even losing your teeth. Believe it or not, they are great dreams that each have a significant spiritual meaning. Because one of the amazing ways God can speak to you is through your dreams at night. Doug Addison is an expert dream interpreter who has interpreted more than 30,000 dreams. Doug developed the Dream Crash Course, an online video course to help you learn the prophetic meaning of your dreams in four quick steps. In the Dream Crash Course, you'll discover how easy it can be to understand what God may be saying to you at night. From short dreams to those wild, complicated dreams that feel like they came out of a movie scene. You'll also learn what different numbers and colors mean in a dream too. Check out the Dream Crash Course today and get started on interpreting your own dreams and helping others understand theirs. Plus, you'll get 20% off today with coupon code DOUG20. Go to DougAddison.store today. All right, welcome back 
I have a special guest. I've been so excited to have Donna De Silva, the founder and co-leader of Sozo Ministries at Redding, California, maybe you know from Bill Johnson and around the internet. And I tell you, she has a powerful ministry, a powerful message that is help bringing healing, inner healing, healing in the soul to millions of people all over the globe. Her and her husband, Stephen, they minister at Bethel for over 20 years. They have a speaking and writing ministry, and she's written a manual on shifting atmospheres. And it's an amazing tool for daily empowerment. And I'm so excited to have her on the podcast. Welcome, Donna. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we're excited. I tell you, my team, we've been talking about this, is that you've got to get Donna on. She's just got this message in her book. And and of course, Sozo Ministries, which in case you don't know about it, it's a new wineskin, I would say, for inner healing. And it's amazing. It's yeah. changed my life. So I just want to thank you and honor you. Just tell us about yourself and your ministry. Yeah, well, a couple of the ministries we have. One is Sozo Ministry, and that is the Inner Healing Deliverance Ministry um, birthed here out of Bethel Church in Redding, California. It's actually gone viral and worldwide, and so we have um, regional facilitators all around the world, and it's so fun. It's been 20 years now, so um, that's pretty well standard. Wow. Uh yeah, it's it's crazy because we never thought it would go out of Bethel. And then God just said, hey, this works, and people picked it up. And um, it's very easy. If, if you follow the Holy Spirit, then you're able to help people get free, and it's body, soul, and spirit healing. So um, pretty fun, pretty exciting. And, you know, from there, you know, we learned a few things about the spirit realm, obviously, when you're praying for people. So that starts the next part of the ministry and shifting atmospheres. Yeah, wow. So after 20 years of doing this stuff, I guess the Lord began to take you to the next level, right? Well, yeah, because what we found when people would come in for sessions, um, and I train people now and I say, you can win or lose your session in the first few minutes. And what happens is that if someone comes in with discouragement or hopelessness, if I cannot shift the atmosphere that that person brings in, if I come under it, I have no authority over it in the spirit realm. And so, you know, we found that, you know, sessions weren't going as well if someone came in hopeless. And it's like, okay, how do we bring hope? (laughs) How do you you start with hope? You know, and so we we learned how to... um, Number one, not partner with what the enemy would bring with the people. And number two, we would learn how to shift it quickly so that they actually bought into, oh, this might actually happen. <laughs> this yeah. might help. Right, yeah. Well, let's just back up a minute because some people might not understand a Sozo session. Maybe you could just give us a really quick overview. Yeah, well, a Sozo session is about an hour and a half to two hours if someone comes in Two people, preferably myself and a second or around the world, two team members would, would introduce you and how are you doing. And when we go to pray for them, we are actually um, following some of the scripts that we came up with, an idea on um, your connection to Father God, Jesus, and Holy Spirit. So um, you are renouncing lies. You are breaking free of the demonic. All of that is happening, but it's so gentle and kind. It actually feels like a very honoring deliverance session. Yeah, exactly. And I want you to know that it's changed my life and it was part of my major healing that I got healed of (laughs) uh, Lyme disease last year, actually Lyme disease and multiple chemical sensitivity. It was so bad, but it was coming into agreement with love and also a session I did with someone on your team. It was so good. 
I just had a woman I met who um, is helping with trafficking, getting women out. And um, as she travels the world, people are like, well, tell us about your therapy process. Tell us about it. She goes, Sozo. And she's like, no, really, I don't need, I didn't do therapy. She just said, I did about 19 Sozos, but Sozo. And I thought, wow, because she does not look like someone that had been trafficked for years. Um, She lives in that redemption of, you know, being saved, healed, and delivered by Christ. It is beautiful. Wow, that is, isn't it great to go around the world and you just hear, you know, the fruit of it? You know, it's so amazing. And it's humbling, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I'm a kid. I'm I'm from Redding, California. My husband and I. It's like like Nazareth. What good thing could come from Redding, California? And we travel the world and train. And a lot of times, I just sit and you know, with tears sometimes, thinking, God, I can't believe you're using us in to to boldly shift the world's structures out here. Yeah. Sometimes one person at a time. <laughs> yeah. You know, I spoke my first time at a conference in. Bethel at Reading, in 2004, with my really good friend Larry Randolph, and we did one of his prophetic mentoring schools that he called PMS, that's a joke, Uh, but uh, (laughs) we did one there, and I was bringing at that time a new wineskin for outreach, and then, you know, we started to notice during that time that these new wineskins started to come out, new wineskin for inner healing, the new wineskin for reaching people all over the world. And has anyone ever told you that that's what you guys are doing? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I have a lot of people say um, our Sozo ministry is actually a lot of different concepts taken from other ministries. And so I've had a lot of people tell me, you know, it's like you guys took the best of all these things and made it into one specific ministry that takes care of it. So, yeah, yeah, we honor all those who have trudged before us. (laughs) <laughs> to get to where we are, and we get to ride on the successes that they have had. Absolutely. Yeah. And nothing wrong with that. In fact, a lot of the, that's what God wants us to do right now. And He wants us to build on that foundation. No sense in laying another one, you know? And especially yeah. today, we can pull the best of. So now, after doing this for a long yeah. time, you started to discover <laughs> this thing about shifting atmospheres. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, well, I'll give you an example um, from a sozo that happened, and then that kind of led me into, now I need to train the church how to do this. And and this will fit really well with your internal atmospheres that you just did on the first half of the session. But we had a, a client who came in, and, and I had just had someone walk out, like completely set free. Um, it was almost like she was skipping out like a calf from the stalls. <laughs> you know, I joke about like Snow White with all the animals around. <laughs> and she was so excited. And this man walks in and says, yeah, I don't see, I don't hear, I don't feel. And he sits down. And I instantly go from, oh, God can do a miracle to, oh, no. Oh, no. Hmm. You know, this is going to be a hard session. And then he starts telling me about all the amazing people who've prayed for him and all the names that I know that have laid hands on him, and he's still broken. And I can feel myself beginning to come down off of that amazing land. <laughs> and I'm thinking, okay, what would what would Jesus do? What would what would Bill do? Bill Johnson do? And I'm thinking, okay, well David encouraged himself in the Lord. And so I'm thinking to myself, well at least he hasn't had a sozo. And as soon as I thought that, he said, and in case you think Sozo's any difference, I've had three and they've all failed. Oh, no. And, and I'm like, oh. And I sat back and I heard my brain say, great. Thank you, Jesus, that you sent me the one man on the planet even you can't heal. Wow. And I thought, I'm going to win or lose this session right here. 
if I cannot shift the atmosphere he's projecting at me, I'm going to come under it and have no faith that we can move the mountain. So I, I heard myself, because the Holy Spirit just works through us, which is awesome. I went, <laughs> great. And he's like, what's so great about that? And I said, dude, I cannot let you down. Wow. <laughs> he, he just kind of laughed. And he's like, okay. And I found that letter, his humor's like that. And he's like, hmm, okay. He goes, what do you mean? I said, we can only go up from here. Wow. And it shifted the atmosphere from no matter what his expectation was, oh, she's right. If we do almost nothing, I'm going up. And of course, it was way better than just a little. But I learned something really powerful that day. You know, when, when as Genesis says that God told Cain, sin is crouching at your door, but you must master it. And there's so many times when people would come in and project their atmosphere on you, and you have to learn to not bite the apple. You have to learn to not receive it so that you can master what's coming at you. And taking it from sessions to the world took some some vocabulary for me that I had to learn. So I taught it about, I don't know, maybe eight, nine years ago. I got up in front of the church and said, well, we're going to talk about shifting atmospheres. And Just uh, so we can understand this, you're having an encounter where you're shifting the spiritual atmosphere over a person so that they can have an encounter with the Lord. And now you're finding that you can take that outside of the sessions and do this in daily life. Is that right? Absolutely. And we're called to. You know, if we're going to affect the world, and I would say infect the world at the same time, we should be the best atmospheric shifters on the planet. Um, And we are always giving off an atmosphere of ourselves. I mean, if you're not self-aware, you don't know it, but people respond to you out of what you give off a lot of times. And so learning to be holy as Christ is holy, learning to conform to the image of Christ, I think all of that is in him saying, no, I want your atmosphere to so represent me that when you enter into a place in the world, you actually bring him with you. And I find that so many times that we are tossed to and fro by what the atmospheres are around us rather than us shifting the atmospheres we're walking into. Yeah, yeah. Well, just go ahead. Why don't you just give us more? I mean, this is deep. I can tell you have so much. You're sitting on so much. So just go ahead and just let the Holy Spirit flow through you. Okay. Well, I can remember the first time I walked into Dan Fairley's office, and I said, Dan, I have a word of the Lord for the church. And he's like, great, what is it? I said, I want to teach the church on how to shift atmospheres. And, you know, this is coming from years of sozo and and learning in in our own pattern. And he said, great. He said, what is it? And I'm like, you know, like atmospheres. And I'm trying to figure out how do you explain to someone who's not paying attention in the spirit realm what an atmosphere is. And he said, are you talking like barometric pressure? (laughs) You know, know, Dan's just trying to, you know, is it like clouds and fog? And I'm like, yeah, kind of. I mean, I don't know how to make this palatable to a non spiritual um, vocabulary, right? So I I leave his office because he said, you know, Donna, I trust that you have a word of the Lord, but you're going to have to figure out a way to quickly explain this so you don't lose the crowd. So I went and talked to my friend, Faith Blatchford, wonderful gal, and I was like, Faith, I don't know that I can do this. I don't know that I can take my language from sessions and put it into something that will help the church. And she said, you know, Donna, it's really easy. She said, if you think about it, Hollywood artificially shifts atmospheres in every movie. 
and I got I got it. Wow. And you know, I don't know if you grew up with the movie Jaws. Yes. But I grew up with the movie, the shark movie, Jaws. Okay. And so you're sitting in the theater, and you're all excited, and the beach scene's coming on, and you're like, oh, I'd love to be out on the beach. And then in the very distance, you see this shark fin, right? Just boom. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, what just happened? And then, you know, the little feet and ch ch in the water, and you're all in there playing, and then all of a sudden the shark fin gets closer, and what happens? You hear, do-do. Do do and then do 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 and you're like get out of the water, <laughs> and that's an atmospheric shift. It's like I'm happy and now all of a sudden I'm terrified. Hmm. So if Hollywood can artificially shift atmospheres in the movies, why are we not shifting the artificial atmospheres we're walking into to the reality that we are in heaven already possessing kingdom here on earth? Come on. <laughs> it's great. Come on. I feel the presence coming now. There's something shifting over people right now. So let it flow. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I really train from a, a very simple um, perspective of like, you know, what am I talking about? How do you pick up the atmospheres? You know, I, I'm not a theologian. I'm just a follower of Christ who loves the Lord, loves the Bible. And so I'm just trying to give it into practical words. And what I love to do is impart to people that you can do this and um, activate people. So I really come from a place of how do you pick up the atmospheres? Okay, well, number one, most people feel the atmospheres. I mean, if you've ever walked into a place where all of a sudden you are angry and you weren't angry before you walked in and you're like, well, what just happened there? Or, or maybe you walk somewhere and all of a sudden you're afraid. And I would suggest that you're picking up a broadcast that is trying to tell you, be afraid, or a broadcast that's saying, be angry. Um, and it's for us not to be tossed to and fro. Like James says, if you're tossed to and fro, don't expect to receive anything. It's like, okay, so how do we keep ourselves in a place of peace when we're actually being bombarded by what's going on in the world? And um, most people feel it. Most people sense it. Um, other people might hear conversations. I have hilarious stories about um, sometimes where my head is talking to me about what's going on and it's actually the enemy or um, the broadcast and you're actually tuning in like a radio station and all of a sudden you're you're hearing a whole nother train of thought or conversation going on around you and dreams you know we pick up atmosphere in our dreams uh, we pick up atmosphere sometimes by smell I was teaching at a conference one time and, <laughs> and um, I had a friend with me and it was a Christian conference but it was a new age community and so we were kind of like getting in there and um, I got up to speak and this horrendous, noxious smell was just going on. And I thought, wow. And my reaction was, someone has really bad gas. I mean, it was really <laughs> bad. And I thought, okay, I'll move over to the other side of the, the stage. And it, it was like it followed me. And for a minute, I thought, oh, my gosh, I hope these people don't think it's me, you know, because it's following me. And about 20 minutes in, um, I mean, people were opening the windows. It was so noxious. And about 20 minutes in, the smell stopped. So I sat down and I sat by my intercessor friend and I was like, I hope she doesn't think it's me. So I leaned over and I said, did you smell that? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, you know, it wasn't me. And she said, oh, silly. It was the three snakes behind you on the stage. Oh, wow. <laughs> and she goes, but I took care of it. You notice that it left. I'm like, oh, you're right. So we can smell the atmospheres as well. There's so many ways we can pick up what's going on.
Yeah, I love the seers. I oh, boy, that's like it's the only time when you really talk about you get around people who can see and sense, and you talk about you know smelling and discerning and feeling and all that type of thing. And so, so this is how it started. Then you you begin to see these things over people in these sessions, and then now you found that way to bridge that gap. Was there a time where you saw this, like where it transitioned more into into the everyday life? Oh, absolutely. I think I was understanding that it was already in my everyday life as I was working through Sozos. And mainly because when we first started Sozos, it was all on Friday nights. It was the only time on our team was we had about 100 um, volunteers on our team and we would just Sozo on Friday nights. So we might have 10 clients or something in different times and we would just pull from our volunteer team. And I realized that there was a pattern that Thursday night I would go to bed and I would have a dream or I would, I would have a feeling of something and I would wake up in the morning and it actually might make me grumpy or might make me frustrated, might make me fearful. And I, I realized after a while, it probably <laughs> took me a while to learn, that it actually was telling me the main demonic force I was going to deal with with my client. And so I learned after a while, oh, oh, this isn't mine. I am actually picking up ahead of time what the Lord is saying or what the enemy is broadcasting from this person. And so what I tell people as you learn this is start paying attention to what your normal is. And it, it works so well that we have the Sozo ministry linked with this because if your normal is not conforming to Christ, then get sozoed, <laughs> yeah. or get any get an inner healing deliverance session or two or four or whatever until you conform to the image, so that your normal actually is the fruit of the spirit: love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness. You know that self control. <laughs> <laughs> you know those things that that were like ah, oh, because and if you have a certain norm, when you walk through life, anything that takes me from that normal. I think now is probably an atmosphere or a bait of the enemy trying to get me to agree with it and to take away my authority. And so, for example, I'm so grateful that I I don't struggle with sexual sin. I'm just grateful to the Lord for that. So if I go to a place where there's sexual sin, I'll have a dream and it'll be sexual and I'll wake up and go, okay, okay, I know. What's in the region is sexual sin. Um, But because I don't struggle with it, I'm not instantly looking inside going, oh, my gosh, you know, are they going to find out that I'm a pervert because I'm having all these dreams? I just know my norm. And by knowing my norm, I know anything that is trying to take me out from that is probably a broadcast trying to pull me away from where I need to be headed. Yeah, so you you understand how God speaks to you. Then when it deviates out of the, or something comes, then then you'll know, right? It's just that discernment. Wow, yeah, absolutely. Well, that helps, and, and I I help train people too is to learn to discern. This is exactly what you're talking about. What's your norm? I really love that way way you put that is is shifting the new normal basically to the atmosphere of heaven, and that's what you're doing here. And it involves hearing the Lord. So. Because you mentioned this, that you use the Holy Spirit in your sessions to guide you. I really love that, by the way. And what happened to me in my session, and I had no idea what was going to happen, but the Holy Spirit just shows up. So you hear the voice of God. And so God speaks to you. And I was wondering if there was anything that you could share that God's been speaking to you about this year. Yeah, so... I I was minding my own business, you know how that is, and sound asleep, and all of a sudden I had a dream. 
so I'll go with this. In my dream, I was driving down um, our main um, highway, I-5, I- and I was driving in my car, and I'm, on, I'm driving just like I'm supposed to go. And a yacht, this huge boat, this yacht, came barreling down the freeway straight at me, and it was um, breaking up the cement and pavement on the way, and it forced me to stop. Now, I never was afraid, but I had a sense of, you know, this is totally odd, but what is going on was kind of my ideas. What is up? And I got out of my car, and as I got out of my car, a, a man that I knew was in my dream, and he reached down and grabbed me and said, get on up here. And I really felt like the Lord, I woke up with a sense that this is the year of divine interruptions, that that God is going to divinely interrupt us. We don't have to self-promote. We don't have to um, go looking for it. We are going to be doing our ministries. We're going to be doing our lives, just going in the lane that we have. And God is going to divinely interrupt us with um, connections and I would say for people, probably promotions, just out of nowhere, jobs that you've maybe you've been looking for but haven't come your way that you're going to get that phone call that's going to say, here it is. It's just so fun to think about. At the same time, um, that week, after I had that dream, we had two head-on collisions that were fatal on I-5. And so I'm like, okay, so the enemy's trying to ride on the open heaven, and so we just said, enemy, you don't get to ride on this open heaven, that these are divine interruptions, they are not for harm, they are for good, that God is just going to interrupt our lives with promotion, he's going to interrupt our lives with provision, with care, all of those things, and we're not seeking it, we're just going along faithful to the Lord. Yeah, it's good that you saw that, because, you know, where the attack comes is usually, it'll indicate what God's doing or, you know, what he's trying to, the enemy's trying to hold it back or try to get you distracted. And I love this word. In fact, I'm feeling this myself is divine interruptions is happening right now. I've been telling people things are so new right now. I have to stop and do things (laughs) differently. You know, I've been doing daily prophetic words for a long time. And when I got this word first of the year, uh, the Lord said, everything's different. I needed to do my daily prophetic words the way I receive them. I mean, you know, it's, after you do it a long time, it, you know, I, I get into the same mode, and and mm-hmm. the Lord shifted me, and it was like it wouldn't work the other way, you know, where I would just I would do this thing, and anyway, I'm just saying, right now, what Donna just shared is so important, and I'm feeling the presence of the Lord on this, is that many of you right now are in a position that. The enemy wants you to wreck your car, like she just said, but there's a divine interruption coming into your cars could represent ministries and anointings. There's a divine intervention coming from heaven, not to hurt you or harm you, but to set you on your path of destiny. I'm just feeling this so strong right now. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, I just love how you just spoke that out into the airwaves. And I just want to agree with what you just prayed over um, people that um, I just, I just say to hopelessness, you need to step aside that hope is, is coming. Hope is going to intersect you on your way. Even when your head is down, even when you're looking at your feet and you're barely making it, I just see hope coming like that yacht and just intercepting you to the place where you no longer will have hopelessness. You'll no longer have despair 
despair. You're no longer going to have this this place of poor me. Um, we break off the victimization. We break off the victim spirit. And we break off works and performance because this is a divine interruption. So both sides of this pendulum, we just say no, that this is the season where we are just being faithful. We're putting one foot in front of the other, and we are being interrupted by God to the plan on our lives that he has for us. Yes, we come into agreement with that. And when we prayed ahead of time, now the presence came so strong. And I got this word that there might be people who need to pull the car over if you're listening to this in your car, if you're listening at work or home or something, that they would be a divine interruption. And now here it's coming out in the word. I didn't uh, remember that, but there's now something, the spiritual atmosphere is shifting right now. Holy Spirit, come shift that atmosphere into the new normal of heaven, the new normal that what you bind on earth is bound in heaven. And what you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. So, Lord, we speak that right now. There we go. There's a shift up. But wow. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like at the same time, we've got people that are like, I'm afraid of the spirit realm. Like, you're, you're talking about something that just scares me. And I just break that off because the enemy is trying to distract you with fear. But God did not give you a spirit of fear. He gave you a spirit of power, of love, and a sound mind. And some of you have been feeling powerless most of your walk with the Lord. And I break that off in Jesus' name. And we just declare right now, from powerless to powerful, from hopeless to hope, <laughs> from fear to joy, that today, whenever you hear this, I don't know when you're going to hear this in, in the year, in next year, 10 years from now, but whoever hears this will be impacted that their path that they're on is going to be divinely interrupted and um, they will never be the same again. Yeah. Yeah. So why don't you just go into activating us on all that you're talking about? Yeah, and so my favorite prayer is, come Holy Spirit. I mean, it's like, ah, come Holy Spirit. And people are like, might say, what do you mean, come Holy Spirit, he's here? And I, I love to quote Pastor Bill when he says, the Holy Spirit is in you for your benefit, but comes upon you for other people's benefit. And so when I say, come Holy Spirit, I can actually lean into his presence where um, I train this around the world even where it's like, okay, where is he? Where do you sense him? Begin to pay attention to where he is so that you are following him. Um, because when you're preaching, when you're teaching, when you're talking to someone, you can go past him and um, lose the anointing of the moment. And so just learning to, um, to, to host his presence, as Bill would say, to follow him and not go before him or lag behind him. So I would say take a minute, especially if you're pulled over in your car, and just just find him and say, Holy Spirit, come. Show me (laughs) where you are right now. And then I would say physically lean your body towards where you sense him. And as you start to practice this, he moves so that you he's trying to train us to follow him. And so I would say more than anything, anything you learn, any tools you learn, it's it's going to be this connection to God, is his connection. That's what I love about Sozo. Um, you learn so much truth, but I don't tell you the truth. God himself tells you the truth. And so what we do in Sozo is we, we get you to get free of what keeps you from hearing God, but he's the one telling you truth. And so I just, just, say, lean in, practice, you get up in the morning, Holy Spirit, show me where you are, come Holy Spirit, or good welcome Holy Spirit, like Benny Hinn, just 
begin leaning into where he is. And then at, then the next thing is asking him, you know, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to know? He'll tell you information. He'll give you pictures. He'll he'll give you senses of what's going on around you. And then you'll just start releasing who, what he tells you into the atmosphere, and you will see a shift in the atmosphere. I was walking my neighborhood, so here's an example. And um, we are, we've been in a drought, a horrible drought for five years, and people, you know, we had had to let all of our lawns die, and then people stopped painting their houses, and it just started looking kind of ratty. And I had this thought, oh, there goes the neighborhood. And the Lord said, it can, but it's up to you. And I'm like, I'm not going to paint that guy's house. I don't have time to do all this. And he said, you know, Donna, you do teach this stuff. And I'm like, okay. So I started walking my neighborhood, and I said, this house will be painted. I declare that water will be turned on. And I just saw a shift in our neighborhood that we have to stop partnering with the enemy's lies that he's broadcasting and start partnering with what the virtues of heaven that are declaring all the time that God is good. He's in a good mood. He is for you, not against you. All things are possible. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. And as we... we um, pick up the negative atmosphere. Don't panic. Just go, oh, that's what the enemy's broadcasting. God, what are you wanting me to broadcast in exchange? And just start walking that out, and you're going to see things shift. It is phenomenal how easy this is. Wow. Why don't you just close in a a prayer over us to release it? So, um, sure, I just ask right now, Papa, for anybody who desires greater discernment and uh, the ability to follow you, Holy Spirit, in a better way, that right now, Lord, number one, you are hearing their prayers, but you would answer their prayer with the yes and amen of heaven, that you would equip them to better sense and see and feel and hear what is going on so that we have authority over what the enemy is trying to to get us to collude with. And so, Holy Spirit, would you just give us the ability to not only better discern, but then the wisdom to know, once we discern it, what we are to do to change it and to shift it. And give us strategies and downloads, Papa, ahead of time so that we know what's going to come at us so that we already stand in authority over it in the heavenlies. And I just bless you, anyone who's listening to this, with a a greater discernment, a quickening of wisdom as to how to um, equip yourself in this season and release God's atmospheres. Yeah, amen. Wow, this has been powerful. I don't know about you, but my spiritual (laughs) atmosphere is shifted. And there was some revelation (laughs) that came and things came together. We've been talking with Donna De Silva of Sozo Ministries, part of Bethel at Redding, California. And it's been amazing. Donna, why don't you just tell us how to get a hold of you and follow you on the Internet? Yes, I have a website, DonnaDeSilva.com. My name is spelled D-A-W-N-A-D-E-S-I-L-V-A.com. So DonnaDeSilva.com, you know, and you can go on there and you can get on the email and you can start looking at where we are. Everything's pretty much on the website. And there's a Facebook as well, but however they want to get a hold of us is fine. You can get all of our resources through Bethel on Bethel's website, or you can go on Amazon to get the books, Sozo or Shifting Atmospheres as well. Okay. And Bethel's website is? ibethel.org. And you can go to the store and you can find us there. 
Great. Well, if you want them to come, her and her husband, Stephen, you can invite them to your church. You can, you know, get the books, find out more about it. It's amazing. So thank you so much, Donna. This has been an amazing time. Thank you, Doug. All right, everybody. See you next time. Thanks for listening to Spirit Connection with Doug Addison. Connect with him online at DougAddison.com.